Welcome to the Jacksonville High School 912 podcast, focusing on high school students and athletes to reach their full potential. Today's podcast is brought to you by our partners, Duval Motors, Bono's Barbecue, Land South Construction, PGA Tour Superstore, Fortegra, CSI Companies, Arco Group, U.S. Assure, WJXT Channel 4, and Tenton XL. Here's this week's show. Welcome to another Jacksonville High School 912 podcast. I'm Joel Lamp filling in for Alan Verlander and we're excited to have Mike Dunleavy from NCSA here, next college student athlete, uh, to talk this week. Uh, thank all of our sponsors of High School 912 for making this podcast possible. Um, and we've got a unique opportunity here with Mike to talk about the world of recruiting, uh, how it's changed for the student athletes, how you get uh, exposed to the coaches, and also the opportunities. Um, so, Mike, thanks for joining us. Yeah, it's great. Great to be here. Um, we've got our recruiting seminar uh, coming up as we record this. It's a week away from the recruiting seminar. Um, you're doing a lot of these around the country, and there's so many opportunities that parents don't understand and don't know about from uh, a college recruiting and scholarship standpoint. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, you know, you know, my whole. Uh, you know, what I do as, a, as an educator, recruiting educator, you know, basically is to get families and student athletes, you know, up to speed on the recruiting process. Uh, but more importantly, to try to get them to understand that there's a lot of opportunities out there. Uh, sure, everybody knows Clemson or Florida State or Miami, um, but there is, uh, you know, a lot of opportunities for a student athlete to be able to go in and play a sport that they love, you know, get that college degree but then hopefully also be able to utilize both their academics and their athletic ability to actually help finance that degree for themselves also. Um, so, you know, I speak you know, in the Southeast, but I also speak nationally uh, at quite a few different uh, events, uh, but also speak in high schools. Uh, and, and again, trying to get those families and athletes to understand the process, the things that they need to do, because it has changed a lot. Uh, over the 30 years that I coached uh, and recruited at the college level, and I've been at every every level. I was at Ohio State, Toledo. Uh, I was a Division three head coach. Uh, it has changed a lot, you know, in regards to what you need to do, you know, to be proactive and in, in getting yourself out uh, in front of these opportunities. You mentioned the uh, the changing in recruiting, and it's changed drastically within the last couple of years with the way the NCAA rules have changed. Um, and now there's such a gap between the kids being able to go to a camp and talk to the coaches. Now the coaches might be able to talk to them for about their skill, but then, hey, we can't offer you a scholarship. We can't talk to you about a scholarship. Oh, you want to come to campus for an unofficial visit? Great. We can't talk to you. We can't take you around anywhere. It's, it's changed a lot, just that little piece, but just the whole system as well. Yeah, it has, and, and obviously keeping up to speed on the changes. Uh, obviously, the NCAA is changing things uh, every year, and not only that, but you know, it's by division level. Uh, so something a Division One program can do may not correlate to what a Division Two or Division Three or an NAI program can do. Uh, so it does get especially confusing for the parents uh, because most of the understanding they have is what they hear of Division One. Oh well, that student athlete, you know, that coach can't talk to me till this certain time. But yet an NAIA or a Division three school could actually talk to them as a freshman. Uh, but as you said, there you know new rules went into place. Uh, everything except men and women's basketball and football um, at the Division one level now can no longer talk to a student athlete about recruiting 
till September 1st of their junior year. <clears throat> um, as you said, they used to be able to bring them on campus, you know, bring them to their camp uh, and, and, you know, as a ninth grader, 10th grader, as a sophomore and be able to offer them. Um, but, you know, the NCAA uh, and, and more importantly, the schools have stepped in and said, hey, we want to try to slow this down a little bit uh, because there's, there were sports out there that were two years um, full in recruiting classes. Uh, you know, already had their, their junior and their sophomore class already uh, of commitments. So, so it has changed, like I said, as you said, over, over time. Um, but again, just keeping on top of those things is what, you know, really can help a student athlete understand the process and know who they can talk to, when they can talk to student, you know, to, to coaches, you know, to make sure they're not missing an opportunity because they didn't know something or didn't understand the process. And, and that happens a lot uh, because they do hear misinformation. Um, but, you know, definitely getting that education is, is huge for that family. And you see it, I imagine you see it a lot. I know in my past in the athletic administration world, a kid would send an email to a coach asking them, hey, here's my schedule, da, da, da. Here's what I'm doing, yada, yada, yada. And the coach can't reply back because it's a violation, you know, and the kids and the kids and the parents are all like, then they end up calling it. There may be somebody that I know or somebody that somebody else knows. And they're like, well, why can't they get a call back? Well, here's the reason why. It's it's a violation for them to be talked to from that standpoint. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and those are things, you know, and, and most families are not going to understand that unless they've had, you know, one of the, you know, the older sibling has maybe gone through the recruiting process um, and they understand it a little bit. You know, most families and athletes are new to the process. Um, and, and I don't expect them to understand, you know, when can a coach contact, you know, contact me? When can't they contact me? What division level? You know, what, you know, NAIA, what's the difference in NCAA, you know, uh, guidelines? You know, those are the things that you want to make sure the families, you know, do understand, um, again, so they can put themselves in a good position and, and not get frustrated either. Uh, you know, I see that a lot out there where they're frustrated. It's like, hey, we've been doing all this with this coach. And, you know, they find time, well, you know, they can't call you back until this certain time. Um, and and, and I, I wouldn't say it's a crazy thing, but with the NCAA, it's different for every sport. <clears throat> you know, when they can do certain recruiting materials, you know, direct messaging, it's going to be different uh, through the sports, not only division level wise, but just by specific sports also. Um, one of the things we're talking about during the recruiting seminar is the number of opportunities outside Division One. Obviously, everybody loves the opportunity for uh, the idea of going to Alabama, going to Clemson, going to Florida. But there's only so many scholarships. And, but there's so many opportunities outside of that world, whether it's the 1AA uh, in football, uh, Division Two, Division Three. It's not even an athletic scholarship, but there's academic packages that can be better than an athletic scholarship. Um, and then in AIA, there's another whole world of uh, opportunity there, too. Uh, tell us a little bit about some of those things that parents just don't realize from the opportunity standpoint. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, when I go and educate the families and, and the athletes, you know, I try to get them to understand that 80% of the scholarship opportunities are going to be outside of Division I. Um, they're just aware of the Division I because of, obviously, uh, you know, the publicity and, and the size of the schools. Um, you know, being on TV, that type of stuff. But again, there's a lot of opportunities out there where a student athlete, again, can get that opportunity, you know, to hopefully walk away with, you know, that degree and have a zero balance. 
and that you know me being a for, you know I say me being a parent <clears throat> um, you know and having a daughter graduate uh, you know a year ago she didn't play sports um, one of the things I didn't see was a zero balance uh, I wish I would have but uh, she did get some academic scholarship money but again there's ways for those families and those athletes to make this successful form especially when they have good grades um, you know I really stress the academics um, obviously the higher the GPA the higher the test scores it's going to open more scholarship money. Um, I was a head coach at a Division three school, um, and there was times I could beat Division two schools that were given athletic money. I could still beat their package. Uh, so that's what families need to understand: is don't just you know look at a, a at a Division one program. Open yourself to a lot of opportunities. Um, and as I tell them, hey, throw the net wide. It's easy to say no to an opportunity. It's really hard to say no to one you were never offered. So. That's what we try to get those families to understand is keep those options open, make sure you're throwing the net wide, and then make a decision. Because it's, it's, it's easier to make a decision when you have a lot of opportunities than you, when you just have one. Absolutely. Um, let's talk a little bit about what you guys do with NCSA. Um, there's a lot of opportunities, a lot of people trying to get kids placed and everything, but you guys do a phenomenal job with uh, your program. Uh, tell us a little bit more about NCSA. So NCSA, how I ended up there, you know, as I said, I coached for 30 years in college. Um, I used NCSA on the back end as a college coach. Um, everything is digital now. Uh, you pretty much a college coach can sit behind their desk and they can say, okay, hey, I'm looking for a quarterback that's six foot or taller, has a 3.0 GPA or higher, has a thousand or higher on the SAT, willing to go to the state of Virginia. And uh, those profiles on a student athlete will actually pop up for that college coach. So I have no clue what high school you're at. I have no clue, you know, I may have even heard your high school, but because you meet the criteria I'm looking for, your profile, a digital profile pops up for that college coach where they can start seeing film and transcripts. So basically we're the largest online network where a college coach can come in and actually search for student athletes uh, by criteria. So the more a student athlete can be found by more uh, programs that that student athlete's matching, the more successful that student athlete's going to be in the process. But on the other side, what we help the student athlete is let's find the best opportunity for them also. Um, so we try to take in consideration of what are you looking for, first of all, academically, because that's the most important thing we got to make sure they get is that degree. You know, some, socially, what are you looking for? Geographically. So we take all those factors. We take everything that the college coach is looking for, and then through our algorithms, we're actually able to tell that athlete, hey, here are the schools that you should actually start to target because they're going to be your best opportunity. It's going to be the best for you, and it's going to be best for that, that coach. Um, it's somewhat like Match.com, but we're not trying to get them a date. We're trying to get them a scholarship or the best fit for them uh, you know, to play their sport and, and obviously get that college degree. That And that, what you guys are able to do is – a much more advanced version of the old, hey, write down your 10 schools, send the coach an email, and then, oh, I haven't heard back from him. Oh, let's move to number 11. Let's move to number 12. Oh, I got rejected by that one. Time to move down the list. You're able to kind of just cobble it all together at one time and ca and go back to what you said, casting that wide net. Parents don't realize as much um, that the wider that net is, the much more opportunities are going to come out of it instead of trying to focus on, well, my kid's only looking at Florida, Florida State, and Miami. 
Well, I mean, there's eight other Division One schools in the state, let alone forget Division Two and Division Three. From that standpoint, there are so many other opportunities out there that they don't realize. Exactly right. And what happens, you know, definitely in our network is these families and the student, you know, the student athletes will start finding opportunities they had no clue about. But because of majors they were interested in, you know, that maybe they wanted a small Christian school in the southeast. Um, they start seeing other opportunities, you know, that where they can be successful, you know, and again, like I said, playing that sport they love, um, you know, getting that degree and, and meeting some of those social things that that student athlete may want. Uh, that just opens, you know, their eyes to a lot more opportunities to choose from than the old way. When I went, you know, when I went through recruiting, it was whoever your high school coach knew or whoever came in your whoever came in your high school. That's pretty much where you ended up. Um, you didn't have the opportunity. Now, one of the things a student athlete and family does need to do is they need to be proactive. Um, if they're not proactive in getting their name out there, finding schools, getting in front of schools that they're interested in, their competition is. That's where it has changed. You know, I'll talk to high school coaches all the time. And like, coach, the high school, the college coaches had, hadn't even come into my school yet, but he's calling me about a student athlete because they're able to see them online and see pretty much everything when a college coach shows up to a, to a school now, they pretty much know everything about that student athlete. Um, so getting those families to be proactive and looking for those opportunities, that's just going to help them tremendously, you know, in the process and make it a lot easier along with the education that we try to get them to understand uh, how do you email a coach the right way? How do you make a phone call to a coach? You know, what's, what should you do on a campus visit? We try to get them educated on that process also. And when you're in, both of us having worked in the world of college athletics, when you get outside Division One, a lot of these schools don't have huge recruiting budgets to go, hey, go see a hundred games a year and see these kids at the high school game and then an AAU game or a, a summer ball, travel ball, whatever sport it may be. You have to do a, a little bit of recruiting on the front end to the school just to get them interested in you. And, that, and that's where, to a degree, your program does a, does a lot of that for them, too. Exactly right. And obviously, you know, at the end of the day, the more searchable we can make that student athlete and the more proactive we can get that student athlete to be in the process, again, it just improves, you know, their quality of schools that they're looking for and their ultimate goal, whether, you know, be a certain degree, you know, certain type of school, trying to make sure that they're starting to, to focus in on those those opportunities. Um, but, you know, like I said, at the end of the day, um, it's about finding the best fit for that student athlete. They're going to be spending the next four years at that college. And I used to say that when I recruited a student athlete, hey, that decision that you make is going to affect the next four years of your life. But more importantly, that next four years of your life is going to impact the next 40 years of your life. So this is an important decision. So it's not something just oh, well, hey, this school's offering me a scholarship, so I should just go. Or are they meeting the other criteria you're looking for, too? Because I try to tell families all the time, at the end of the day, 1.5% of all college athletes go on to play their sport professionally. So that means 98.5% of you are going to be using that degree for your career. Let's make sure we're focusing on the right schools, and that starts with that degree program. Um, as we kind of wind down here, I guess, in summary, what are some of the best steps that a parent can take that's looking to get their kid recruited and get a college scholarship? 
what are some of the best, the quick steps that they need to take today to uh, get their kid recruited? Well, first of all, is having some type of online presence. 95% of student athletes now are discovered online first. Um, and again, that's because of the technology. Everything is easily, you know, able to, to get online, you know, whether it's video, um, you know, whether it's your transcripts, you know, you know, and then obviously trying to start finding those programs out there. But the first thing is, is making sure that they're taking care of the academics. And, and, and most families, you know, and most parents, you know, do push that on their, uh, you know, on their, their child. But it opens up so many options for them, you know, when they can take care of those grades. But again, getting some type of online presence, getting an online resume where a college coach can pretty much evaluate you um, and have everything together. One of the biggest mistakes student athletes make and families make is they'll send a they'll send a film to a college coach with no grades. If you sent me film with no no transcript, good chances are I never looked at your film. So that's the first step is where are we at academically? That's the first thing they're going to want to see. But then, hey, where do we want to start looking? Where do we want to start? You know, and realistically, at the end of the day, um, you know, I think that's probably the biggest thing that we try to do is is get a family to realistically understand where they should be looking. Um, and so that's the first step is make sure that as a parent, get an evaluation, find out where you're at. So you're right off the bat, you're not working against yourself, you know, looking at a school that you just don't fit, you know, whether it's academics or athletically, that's the first step that they got to make sure of. And you say that because if you think that you're going to get yourself recruited to Florida, they're going to be the you know the the big schools. They're going to be recruiting you more so than you recruiting them. But there are so many the the number of schools out there that don't have an opportunity to get on the road like the uh, Power Five schools do. They've got there's there's just limited resources, and they're looking for they're looking anybody and everybody up on the computer trying to find that diamond in the rough and that. Uh, everybody is passed on and hey that little Johnny and little Susie they fit the model and, and there's a great opportunity there yeah you're exactly right I mean 10% of the you know the elite athletes they're going to be found no matter what at the end of the day you know if you're if you're six five and you know you're jumping out of the gym or you're you know running a four three or you know whatever you know those 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 uh, you know things that coaches can see automatically those those athletes are going to be found uh, it's the other 90% that do need to be proactive, you know, to get yourself out there, to find opportunities instead of just sitting back and saying, well, I guess I'll just go wherever who finds me. Um, you know, that's great for the elite athlete because guess what? They're going to, you know, all the, if there's one Southeast conference school is on them, every Southeast is going to make sure they look at that student athlete because they don't want to miss on that athlete. Um, but when it gets down to, the, like I said, the other 90%, they need to be proactive and, and find those opportunities, you know, to make sure they're successful in the recruiting process also. Well, Mike, we appreciate you joining us today. Thanks a lot. A lot of great tips and uh, look forward to the recruiting seminar next week. Yeah, I'm excited about uh, getting an opportunity to educate uh, the families and the athletes and get them up to speed on the process. Thanks a lot. We'll talk to you next Tuesday. That's it for this week's podcast. Uh, special thanks to Mike Dunleavy, Director of Recruiting for NCSA, to come in and join us. And uh, the recruiting seminar next uh, week as well is a big plus um, for the high school 912 program. 
For all of us at Jacksonville High School 912, I'm Joel Lamp signing off. We'll talk to you again in a couple weeks with our next episode. Thanks for listening to the Jacksonville High School 912 podcast, focusing on high school students and athletes to reach their full potential. Today's podcast was brought to you by our partners, Duval Motors, Bono's Barbecue, Land South Construction, PGA Tour Superstore, Fortegra, CSI Companies, Arco Group, U.S. Assure, WJXT Channel 4, and 1010XL.